facilitating, ushering this special presence of God. Okay. Now, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to Ephesians. And uh, we're in chapter 5 this morning. If you've got the church Bible, it's on page 828. Okay, that's if you have the hardcover NIV Bible with you. And uh, let's just read together from Ephesians 5, again, just reminding us of the context and the mood, and then we'll get right into it. Ephesians 5, and uh, we're reading from verse 17, uh, sorry, from verse 15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just so far, may God bless the reading of His Word to us today. That's our section which we're sort of breaking down bit by bit. Like I said last week, we're taking one step at a time. Okay? And we've already taken a few steps into this text. And the big idea, the big idea is that look, everybody now having appropriated this gospel into your life. And it's a big gospel. Eh? Chapters one, chapter two, chapter three. It is a mountain of grace. And that mountain of grace moves you, right? It moves you. It changes stuff. It makes a difference. And the specifically now in 5 verse 15, it's with this, with this there's a carefulness. There's a, a watching in the way we view things. And... How does Paul lock that in for us? How do we be careful? How do we be careful? And we started last week with the first imperative. It says there, live not as unwise, but as wise. Take God's wisdom. And we unpacked what God's wisdom is. It's something we received through Jesus Christ. That's the beginning. That's just the beginning. We receive this wisdom by grace. We appropriate this wisdom in our lives. And we do it with others. Because the church is manifesting the wisdom of God to those in heaven and on earth. So connected to this wisdom, Jesus Christ. Involved in this wisdom is yourself and doing it collectively as a body. Wisdom is in this place, in here, in, God's, in Christ's body. Okay, so that, and doing that is wise. That's where wisdom is. Not doing that is unwise. Not taking His grace, unwise. Not appropriating that grace in your life, unwise. Not working with and in for the unity of this body, unwise. And in that, making the most of every opportunity as these days are evil. Making the most of every opportunity. And if you missed that, you can catch that up on our YouTube channel or on our podcast from last week. But here's the second imperative. With the aim of living carefully. And living carefully... What do we open for ourselves? Well, in chapter 5, verse 1, the standard of imitating God. Imitating God is the big umbrella objective for every Christian, man, woman, new Christian, old Christian, young Christian, old Christian, 
for, that's an umbrella term. We're all wanting to imitate God. And imitating God means we're going to be careful. By being careful, we're going to be wise. And today, we come to the second imperative in verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So here's the second imperative. You've got to understand, keep understanding, ensuring that you're understanding. Attach yourself to, weld yourself to the will of God. The will of God. Now we must be careful how we read that because we can bring stuff to this text. When we talk about the will of God, how does it generally go when we talk about the will of God? When we talk about the will of God, we're thinking, you know, what is God's will for my immediate circumstance? Alright? This thing now, this season, this situation, this choice that I have. You know, if it's do I stay single or do I get married? And if I do marry, who? You know, do I have children? And if I have children, how many? Uh, if I, you know, if I retire, uh, do I retire or not retire? Where should I retire? You know, that, that's what we think when we think of the will of God. What's the will of God for me now, at this place, at this time? And sometimes, if, if that is all you're thinking, you know, if you just focus on what, is the will of God, and there's uncertainty, then that can affect the way you live. You're not making confident decisions. You're not moving forward. You're sometimes paralyzed, you know, or intimidated, or unsure. But the text that we're looking at this morning is not, it's not that kind of question. What is the will of God? Understand the will of God. It's not looking at the now and your immediate context, Okay? Let it speak to us. What is Ephesians 5 verse 17? Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. There's a Lord's will that is much bigger than your immediate context or your situation or your choices. Okay? And thank heavens for the book of Ephesians because it has been blowing our minds with how big this God is and His grace is. Well, equally big is the sovereign will of God. And we're employed to understand that. You with me? So it's not, what is God's will for my life, in my context, in my immediate situation. It's much bigger than that. We are to attach ourselves to this mega sovereign will. And it's good for us. We'd be careful. We'd be wise. And we would be imitating God if we know what that big sovereign will of God is. The general will of God. His big general purpose. His big idea. You with me? Okay. Two different, two, both of the will of God, but in this terms, on these terms, we're looking at that big sovereign will of God. And understanding that will, I do believe, will bring a confidence and not an insecurity will bring a determination, not a paralysis. Understanding that will will be good for you. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for us. It'll be good for our church. And it'll help us achieve all these objectives and so much more. So this morning we're going to let the passage speak to us, not bring a question to the text. Okay? All right. God has a grand wish, a big desire, a big will, and He wants His people to know it. It's not a mystery. It's not something hidden or shrouded. 
or secretive. This general, sovereign, big will of God is it was demonstrated, it's visual, it's clear, it's tangible. And he has it. How big is this will? Well, this will started before you were even born. It goes into eternity past. In Ephesians chapter 1. That's how grand that the scope of this will is. It goes into eternity past. And God willed that in creation... Salvation would be brought to creation through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ lived. He died. He rose again. He ascended. Those are all great moments. But His great will is that in those great moments, they lead to summing up everything in Jesus Christ. You're with me? It's a big, big plan. It's a very general plan. That is God's sovereign will will to sum everything up in Jesus Christ. And I'll show you that in a moment when we get to these verses. But understand this, friends, when we're talking about the will of God here, and the imperative, it's a command, that we understand the will of God. I'm not talking about what you should eat for lunch today, or what car you should drive. You know, that is the will of God, but that's another chapter somewhere else. This will of God, which we are commanded to understand is this general will of God. And so the question is this morning, do you even know what the sovereign will of God is? Do you know it? Do you have it? And if you know it and you have it, are you attaching every facet of your life to it? To it. Because it doesn't matter what college you go to, who you marry, how many kids, where you retire, those are shallow purposes. They're very... They're finite compared to that sovereign will. If it's not attached to that, it has a very minimal scope. In fact, King Solomon would say, it's meaningless. It's all meaningless. I think even during lockdown and COVID, we, we did that series on Ecclesiastes. Purposely. Because everything was debased during that immediate lockdown. Remember those days? And uh, you can catch that series too. But under the sun, under the sun, meaningless. Above the sun, purpose. And Paul is saying the same thing. Be careful then. Don't live unwise, but wise, making the most of every opportunity. Be careful. Understand. Above the sun. There is a sovereign will that is taking place. God is moving this way. There's a purpose, a destination. And you must attach yourself to it. In fact, attach everything to it. Because everything under it is debased. It, it's small in the divine scheme of things. Okay. But this divine sovereign will, when you take Jesus Christ as your Savior, He sweeps you up like a tsunami into this will of His. And has got a purpose, a, a way for you to go, a, a whole new disposition. Everything's changed and consumed by the sovereign will of God. By this. And knowing that and being in that and promoting that is very careful, is very wise, is very good living. Okay. So the will of God. It's more about what God is doing 
and what Christ is doing in and through you than about your life. And that perspective is healthy. That perspective is good for us to punch into our heart that, hold on, from God's point of view, there is a macro plan going on here, and I'm attached to it. And it would be wise that you live every day. Be careful, every day. Did you wake up this last week at all, before your feet hit the floor? Okay, be careful now. There's a sovereign will taking place. God has a mega purpose. I'm part of it. I'm attached to it. I'm drowning in it, and I'm moving that way. So part of today's scheme, its agenda, its program, is to that end. Was there any awareness? Or, what's God's will for my life today? You know, what about this? What about this? What about here? What? You know, you're just looking down at the immediate context. Small things. Now, I'm not saying we ought not to seek God's will for these things because God is a personal God. He's a personal God. We can grieve the Spirit like that, you know. It's, it's, he's intimate. He is that. But I want you to see that in contrast that to live a careful, wise robust gospel life it's looking up please look up and look and understand what the sovereign will of god is and move to it move to it your work is attached to that objective your spouse is attached to that object your children are attached to that object your grandchildren are attached to that objective everything your purse the stuff in your fridge <laughs> Everything is attached to that sovereign purpose. And if you know that and understand that, now, now we're in play. Now we're in play. But let's understand that. So let's, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. And I just want to underpin what I've just been conveying to you. Just again, get how big and obtuse this will of God is. Ephesians chapter 1, 9 to 10 says this. He made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. So working backwards, what's the end game of God's sovereign will? There at the end of verse 10. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. That's the goal. Everything on heaven, everything on heaven and on earth under Christ. That's the end goal. That's what God wants more than anything else. Everything under Christ. So as you navigate this week... This new month in June, our next quarter, right? Whatever season, whatever decision, whatever choice that you have, whatever's on your plate, all right, as you navigate that, don't take your eye off the big idea. Everything is going to be under Jesus Christ. That's the end game. It's not there yet, but it will get there. And God is pointing to that. Well, thank you, Ephesians. This body 
is testimony and a sign of that goal. Did you know that? His goal is to bring everything on heaven and earth under his feet. And here we are, a collective of people from different nations, cultures, ethnicities, backgrounds, ages, or what? Under the unity of Jesus Christ. This is just a picture of what is still to come. This is just a sign. So even as we park at this place at this time, with these people, we are giving evidence of what God's big idea is one day. What we're participating in, what we're contributing to, giving to, serving, loving, uplifting, encouraging. Now I know the church body is it's weak. It's always in deficit. <laughs> it's, it's vulnerable. It has problems as we try to navigate these differences together and hear each other. Well, it has all that. But we also see God's big scheme of things and His great plan is to put everything under Christ. Amen. And what you are a part of has that eternal scope. We are part of something much more bigger, much more grander, and something definitely eternal. Everything you put into this place with these people at this time has an eternal weight. Eternal weight. And that's good news. This is the will of God. It's not a mystery. It's not unknown. God has clearly demonstrated this. So in these evil days, it is good for us to have this perspective. Have this perspective every single It'll be great if every member of a Mamsatoti Baptist church never let this perspective go and attached every decision of their day to this scheme. That everything is going to find its complete in Christ Jesus. Everything is going to be made full in Christ Jesus. So it makes complete sense that in this context in Ephesians chapter 5, when we are commanded to be wise and not unwise, that we are to also know this will of God. This will of God. This grand sovereign will of God. To have everything come under the Lord Jesus Christ's feet. It makes complete sense that we're to know it, understand it, and have it. Not doing that, it says for us. Therefore, don't be foolish. You would be, and remember now, this is to believers. This is to people who have taken the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord. They have the potential to become fools. Our lives in Jesus have the potential to be, to be foolish. And it would be unwise and foolish not to understand God's sovereign will. To not have that perspective. To be dull to it. To ignore it. To put it away. That would be foolish. And God does not want any of us to have that sort of characteristic named on us. That we are foolish. So understand, yes, we'll pray. We pray for healing. We pray for jobs. We pray for circumstances. We pray for your travels. We pray for all those good things. But what are we also praying for? That God would extend His light in this community, in this area, to every person in our family. Amen? Because everything's going to come under His feet. We want everything under His feet. We want a Mamsatoti under His feet. 
Amen? We want KZN, we want South Africa, we want the world under His feet. And it would be foolish to ignore that, to downplay it, or to not even think of it. This coming week, it would be foolish of us not to even consider that as we navigate our purposes and our responsibilities with our families and our friends. And we'd be very wise and not foolish to actually comprehend that. Smart believers are attached to this. Don't avoid it. How would that happen? How would it happen that we would become dull or insensitive or callous or cold or just go into a coma from this big sovereign will? Because you would be forgiven to think, well, if it's God's will, He's going to do it. Regardless. And yes, that's, there's a half-truth there. What God starts, He's going to finish. Amen? Alright, He's, he's going to finish it. But friends, we must not be foolish to this or callous to this. We must be attached to this. Every facet of our lives must be joined to this. We're in partnership with this. And it's just our privilege. It's our privilege that you as a child of God are invited and participate in this tsunami. To give to it, to love it, to serve it, and to, you know, put it out there. Your kingdom come and your will be done, and so forth. And not to be foolish. How would we detach ourselves? We would detach ourselves from it when we stop looking at it. And by the grace of God, we don't stop looking at it. We read our Bibles. We read his stories. We hear his sermons. We listen to his music. We have his promises. We have his attributes. We have his history. We have his drama. We have it always before us because it's always connecting us to this big sovereign will. Stop looking at the stories. Stop reading the history. Stop looking at the promises. Just living for the now, the immediate, the next situation, the next event, the next party, the next gig, the next contract, the next child, the next wife. <laughs> no, it won't be like that. You know? <laughs> You're with me. Miss that. And you become disconnected, and that's foolishness. That's foolish, that's unwise, and that's not imitating God. So moms and dads, it would do you well. If one spouse is looking at the sovereign will of God and engaged in the promises of God, the character of God and God's people, I mean, that's a, it's a general term, but for all that, gospel. One spouse... Understand this, you can't cover everyone. So if it's a wife that's doing it, the husband must also do it for himself. And children, you must do it for yourself. Children, you're encouraging your parents if you keep them looking to the promises and the stories and the drama and the history of God's sovereign will. You'll be doing them, that would be wise. That would be wise. Parents to children, children to parents, even our church. 
We apply our minds so hard in the week. I know it's exams and assessments coming up for our children, and it's their portfolio for whatever varsity they're in, and they, they need to apply their minds. I mean, we're on them, aren't we? This weekend, you get your summaries done. <laughs> you get your summaries done, and we know when their assessment dates are, and we're getting them ready before the assessment. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, how did the assessment go? How did the exam go? You know, or, or we're applying their bodies very hard. You know, if, if whatever sport or extramural, and we want excellence in it, and we push them, and, you know, we're encouraging them to work hard on that. It's hard work. But equally, and, and even more importantly, parents, are our children, hearts, and minds engaged in the sovereign will of God? Because it doesn't matter what college they go to or what sport they what achievement they get and the medals. If it's not attached to this sovereign will of God, it's foolishness. You with me? So yes, as well for us. If we're applying our minds so hard and we're applying our bodies so hard, apply your heart and your mind to that sovereign will. Because that's eternal. And if it's not connected in any way to the sovereign will of God, you're just fast-forwarding them to hell. You're just fast-forwarding them to hell. So the next paper, the next exam, the next thing, the next interview, then to get the interview, I get the job. Then I get the contract, and then I get the next job, and the next job. Or it's the next race, the next race, the next game, the next game, the next race, the next level, you know, and on and on. Totally divorced from the sovereign will of God. Futile. Foolishness. ABC. We're not going to get caught in that trap. Thank God for Ephesians. Has told us, hey, wake up. Be careful. I know it's looking now and praying now and interceding now. And, and the, you know, God's will is in that. But look up. Understand what the Lord's will is. Don't be foolish. Let's get it straight from the text. Don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Hey, I understand it. I have it. I know it. And this Sunday, we're just going to take a step back from our plans, my agenda, my goals. My problems, even my problems. Just take a step back and look at this beautiful, glorious, sovereign will of God and what He is going to achieve, what is going to take place. And appreciate again that you have a place in it. You have a place in that. Amen? His will is to sum up all things in Christ in the fullness of time. Unity. Unity. And our unity here is not a small thing. Our unity here points to that big unity one day. Let's pray.